Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But sometimes, folks, we have to work on more than just financial freedom. We just have to work on generalizing the fact that you, as a human being, have one life to live. And you make choices every single day that will connotate what the results end up being in that life. And what I want to talk about today is, is 2018 your year? Are you going to make the choice that this is your year? Or are you going to continue to be a wandering generality, living a life of quiet desperation? Now, I'd be remiss if I did not use the material that I saw occur last night. It was unbelievable Um, to some people. I actually, quite honestly, it made me have a little tear in my eye, uh, just how amazing it was. But life is a journey. It's a destination. It's not a location. You don't get to the end of life. You work your way through life. And you choose the path that you take. And last night I saw just something that just was so incredible. It made me start thinking about what is it in my life that I have not accomplished that I should have accomplished? What is it in my life I could have accomplished but I didn't accomplish? And what could have and should have been my life? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm just like you are. I believe that I've maximized my life. I believe that I've gone out there and accomplished Many, many, many things that were above and beyond uh, mediocre lifestyle. But I think we all feel that way, right? We all feel vindicated that we made it. Now, some of us wake up and realize that, no, we didn't. We could have done a lot more. It could have been way, way more interesting, way, way healthier, way, way more financially secure We could have had better relationships. We could have done more interesting things. We could have gone more places, but we just didn't do it. We didn't hang in there. We just let life roll on by. Well, the story I want to share with you today is amazing. Last night I was watching the Rockets play the L.A. Lakers. And, you know, we're down to the last couple of games of the season. So they're subbing people. And L.A. Lakers... You know, they've got many injuries to their first-string players. So they call up a guy from the G League. And if you don't know what the G League is, G League used to be the D League. And the D League was the minors of basketball, where you'd go and you'd play uh, sort of as a, a minor league team for whatever your major league team is. So that was called the D League forever until Gatorade bought the league. And now, because Gatorade bought it, they call it the G League, just so you'll understand what the G League means. It's really the D League. And it's the Miners League. Well, this gentleman got called up. And the interesting part about his story was he's 32 years old. 
and being brought into his first NBA game, he's the oldest rookie NBA player ever in the history of the league. And he got called up. He's been playing in the G League and D League for 10 years. He's one of the highest scorers on record. He's got more points than anybody because nobody's ever played in the G League or the D League for 10 years. So this is a historic moment, right? And you don't know what this guy's going to do. I mean, he's been a G Leaguer his whole life. You go, how can a guy be any good that's been on the G League or the D League team for 10 years and never been brought up for a trial? Never been brought up for a tryout, even. And yet, his first night in the NBA, he lights up the Houston Rockets to 19 points. He goes off like no one else. Highest score for his team. People in the audience screaming, MVP, MVP. Think of this guy. Think of the emotion. After 10 years of not quitting, he gets called up and goes off for a night that gets the audience chanting MVP. Wow. What an emotional experience. They interviewed the guy, and he's crying. He's, you know, he's like, this is my parents, my kids, my family, my friends. They're all here. They all knew that I was getting called up. They're all here, and they're screaming and yelling and cheering for me. He goes, the moment that never, ever, ever could be surpassed in my entire life either before now or in the future. What an incredible moment in this gentleman's life. Now, let's take that, interpolate it back to ourselves and say, what moments have we waited our whole life for and not gotten? Did we continue to wait? Did we continue to struggle? Or did we give up? What things in life have you given up on? After 10 years of marriage, have you let the, the emotion, the relation that was so bright and brilliant when you first met, fizzle down to just a dull, monotonous role? Have you let that washboard abs you had in high school and college become a giant bowl of jelly? What else have you let go of? Have you taken that brilliant college education that you thought you were going to conquer the world with and let it roll into a mundane job? Repetitive, mundane job that's getting you really nowhere. What happened to that glimmer in your eye when the baby came out and it was just sitting there in its swaddle and you were looking at it, saying to yourself, this person will change my life forever. I now feel the reality of people, somebody else needing me. As that rolled down into a yell and scream, put your stuff away, go clean your room. Why are you making so much noise kind of relationship with your child? Were you able to handle all of those things for 10 years and maintain them? So that you come to that victory moment in your life where you stand up there and everybody is cheering for you. What in your life have you ever done that made you the best you could be? Think about this. What in your life have you done? 
When have you ever stood upon the podium of success and had the world cheering at your feet? It could be for anything. It could be for being the best dad in the world. It could be for being the best husband in the world. It could be for being the best athlete in the world or the best producer in the world. It could be for anything. But what have you ever stood on the podium of success on the number one, the gold medal spot? And are you willing to put forth the effort to do it? Now let's think about becoming wealthy in real estate investing. You tried working, putting a little money in a 401k, and you realize that isn't making you rich. You bought an IRA on the side. You thought that was going to make you rich. It didn't. You failed and failed again. Then you tried multi-level marketing because you heard that's, you know, an easy way to make some money, and you failed at that. You tried day trading. You tried buying options. Yes, options. Then you tried day trading. You failed at both of those. You tried flipping houses, wholesaling and flipping houses. A lot of work. No results. You're still not rich. You flail away at all these different types of activities. And then you wonder why your spouse looks at you like you're some kind of a Fruit Loop. Honey, you're trying something stupid again to the point where you get to where it's not even worth trying anymore. I wonder how many times this gentleman, and by the way, his name is Andre Ingram. I wonder how many times Andre's wife said, honey, when are you going to give up? By the way, honey, you have gray hair. This is a black gentleman with gray hair at 32 years of age playing basketball as a rookie for the first time at 32 years of age. Honey, when are you going to give up? Answer, not until I succeed. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Um, got an article here that um, I thought was interesting. I'm always talking to you about real estate and how powerful it is as an investment. And uh, when I read this article, I just read a couple paragraphs, a few sentences out of it. It just struck me. It was so powerful the way they stated it. Because coming out of Washington, D.C. Uh, is a statement. And um, let's see, who's this by? I don't even see who it's by. Oh, here it is. NMHC's Research Foundation came up with this statement. Apartments outperform other commercial real estate property types on both a risk-adjusted and a unadjusted basis, regardless of holding period, 
geographic region, metro size, and growth rate, according to new research from the National Multifamily Housing Council Research Foundation. It goes on to say that over the last three decades, apartments have become desired asset class among both domestic and foreign real estate investors because they're strong returns coupled with relatively low risk. Boy, that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> it's the number one investment, both nationally and internationally out there. It outperforms every other type of real estate. It outperforms residential single-family houses. It outperforms commercial um, boxes like, uh, you know, factories, real estate, um, commercial strip shopping centers, grocery stores, or high-rises. It outperforms them all. Multifamily housing outperforms them all. Now, let's talk about why that is. This type of real estate actually has five different ways you can make money from the real estate itself. And let's talk about these. Number one is equity capture. You can actually go out and buy an apartment complex for less than what it's really worth. And you're really just kind of stealing some equity there. You can do that on a single family house also. You can go out there and steal some equity. So you got a house that's worth $100,000, you buy it for 70. You go, well, why would anybody sell it for 100, you know, if it's worth 100 for 70? Uh, they don't have access to good salesmanship. They're in a pinch. They need to sell it instantly. Um, maybe it needs a little bit of repairs before it could get an appraisal you know, or get a loan. It's not qualified for a loan. And, you know, let's say it's worth 100 and that's, they're willing to sell it for 70, but maybe 10,000 of that is repairs that need to be done. And without that 10,000 in repairs, the home will not qualify to get a mortgage against it, so nobody could buy it from them. So someone comes in and lowballs them and captures the equity. Uh, there's lots of different reasons. You know, people own apartment complexes, they don't know what they're doing. They buy them without getting training, they have no idea how to operate them. Maybe they had a couple rent houses which are very forgiving, and they try to buy an apartment without any training, and they do it very poorly. And so they have to sell it for less than what it's really worth. They got to get rid of it because they're, they're, they're looking like they're going to lose everything if they don't get rid of this thing pretty quick. So captured equity is the first place we make money. Then the second one is the cash flow on the property. Uh, we have cash flow that something that many investments don't have. You think about this, your 401k does not pay you anything every month. There's no money in the mail, right? Your IRA doesn't pay you anything. Your stocks and bonds may have dividends, right? And if they do, that would be the closest thing to cash flow that you would see. A dividend off of a cash or off of a stock or an interest rate from a bond would be considered cash flow. But they're very low compared to the apartment industry and the housing industry. We're seeing cash flows. Um, I've seen cash flows the last week because I just did a class and had a case study. I've seen cash flows in, in the 20-plus percentage ranges. You know, you're talking about right now you can get a CD for like 2%. Uh, bond, right around the same thing, 1.85 for a federal bond or something. It's, they're below sub-2% sub interest. So... If you can make 2% return, and I can make 20% return, how much better is that? Well, that's 1,000% better. It's not, you know, 18% better. It's 1,000% better, because if you go for 2 to 4, that's 100% better, right? So it's 10 times, it's 1,000% better, right? Then we have mortgage pay down. 
your tenants are paying your mortgage off for you. So basically, you borrow the money to buy this thing, but they're paying off that mortgage. You're not paying the mortgage. You're not coming out of your pocket each month. Your tenants are paying the mortgage. It's coming out of the cash flow. And that's before you, you know, that's coming out before you take your monthly cash flow profit. So you're reducing the mortgage each month. Um, over 30-year period of time, that means it's all paid off, and you own the whole thing free and clear. That's a lot of gain. Uh, then we have what we'd call normal appreciation, right? Normal appreciation is over a period of time. Assets appreciate, and real estate's no different. It appreciates. Um, but we also have a different type of appreciation called forced appreciation. And forced appreciation is where in an apartment we go in and we do something, we change something, or even a house, we could go in and change something to make the asset worth more money. And so we have the ability to push the appreciation, to push the value up on the asset. Now, think about owning a stock. What can you do to change the value of your stock? There's nothing you can do, right? Absolutely nothing you can do. Well, you know, what else do you, what can you do to push your 401k? Nothing more than spend more money, but you can't make the 401k grow faster or your IRA or any of your other investments. You buy a bond, a bond is a bond. You know, you bought a $1,000 bond, it's $1,000. What's going to be 10 years from now? $1,000. So you can't force that appreciation. And in that case with the bond, there's not even any appreciation. There's just simply the interest that comes off of it. So we look at all these. And we say, look, there's five different ways that we can make money with real estate. Most assets have only one. Maybe stocks go up in value. Maybe there is some future appreciation of that stock, but there's no cash flow. Maybe bonds have cash flow, but there's no appreciation of the bond. Right? You've got all of these at the same time with real estate. Now, let's take it one step further and take it to the reality of what's really important. Real estate investing, when done correctly, allows for tax-free income. Now, I didn't realize this until I started making taxable income, and it is unbelievable. You go out there and try to take some money and put it somewhere, and because I'm getting older and made a lot of money in real estate, I have excess cash, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy something, but you know, I'm a little slower getting back at it because I'm just not that aggressive anymore. But so I got cash laying around and I'm trying to figure out where to put it. And I'm looking for all the different places. And I found savings accounts at one and a half percent now, one and three quarters, even two percent savings accounts. Interest rates are rising. So I'm sitting there going, wow, OK, well, that's better because for the last couple of years, I've been getting you know, like 0.3 percent then 0.4 percent and 0.45 percent interest. So less than one percent interest on my savings accounts where my money lies in between buying apartment complexes. But then I thought about it, because I looked at it and go, that 2% after you take the taxes out, that's not 2%. That's really back down to 1% after I take taxes out. And there you have it. Nothing keeps up with real estate. It's the most profitable investment you can make, bar none. And that's why you need to get up off that couch and go put some of it in your portfolio. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. 
The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Darren Hardy, author of The Compound Effect and Personal Success Expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO18. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Before we go on, I have a little housekeeping here. Uh, this weekend is the Lifestyles Unlimited Wealth and Passive Income Expo, and uh, that's Saturday, April 14th. Um, this is an opportunity for you to get your hands around, your arms around, as I guess they say, your arms around real estate investing. We're going to have some of the top real estate investors in the country, probably about, I would guess, close to 25 to 30 of the number one real estate investors in the country. And there's going to be thousands of people. There are about 5,000 people. So this is going to be a great opportunity for you to come and network. There's going to be vendors there, a whole expo vendor show where you can go find the people. Again, we always talk about real estate being a team sport. This is going to be your opportunity to go build that team. Also, we're going to have breakout sessions. And... Um, we're going to have the, these breakouts that are going to teach you things like how to buy single-family houses, how to buy apartment complexes, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We also have some case studies going to be there, people getting up and telling about their success and so forth. And uh, then we have some speakers, some main speakers coming in to speak to you. Uh, I'll be one of those main speakers. Uh, these guys uh, are big-name big name people that uh, we have brought in. So if you want to go to this thing, you're going to want to go to Wealth and Passive Income Expo. All the details will be there about it. Um, I believe it's going to be something like 7 o'clock in the morning to like 5 or 6 o'clock at night. So you, you can make a day of it, or you can just come whenever you want. If you'd like to get some tickets, I'm hoping this is still up, but I had a, a special ticket giveaway a couple days ago, and let's see if we can get it to work again today. Go to WealthAndPassiveIncomeExpo.com. That's WealthAndPassiveIncomeExpo.com, and put in my promo code DELEXPO, D-E-L-E-X-P-O. Uh, I haven't verified that that's actually working, but, you know, try it out. See if it is, and somebody, if you try it. In fact, if somebody would try that uh, and uh, email me back or text me back here, email me at uh, askdell at L-U-I-N-C.com. That's simple, askdell at and it's L-U, Lifestyles Unlimited, I-N-C, Incorporated, L-U-I-N-C dot com. And let me know if that's up and going otherwise. Now, uh, we also had a bus tour, but I'm not sure. I think the bus tour might be sold out. But if you'd like to find out 
or not, if it has, you can go to multifamilymasterstour.com. That's multifamilymasterstour.com. This is our bus tour where we take you to four apartment complexes. Uh, the owners are there giving out financial information, showing you the rehab they've done, uh, answering questions about how they turned this thing around and made it worth a lot of money. And uh, we also, with that, will provide lunch and afterwards a networking uh, party and uh, debrief from the day. So you don't want to miss this. Lifestyles Unlimited Wealth and Passive Income Expo, Saturday, April 14th. And uh, I'll be there along with uh, our staff and many of the people you've heard on the radio for the last so, well, it's been 17 years we've been on the radio. Um, you'll meet them. They'll be there. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, moving ahead now, I want to talk about this article I saw called The Top 10 Markets for Long-Term Investing. And um, see, this came, uh, it's written by a guy named Ingo Weisner. And I pulled this article out of uh, Think Realty uh, article. And it's an interesting concept. And the way this guy lays this out is his theorem is that there are super hot markets where the market is just booming. And he says, when you get into those super hot markets, what happens is they fly up and then they fizzle out. And, you know, there's a balloon and boom, you pop the balloon, and, you know, you lose everything. And the typical example of that was back in 2008 when you had the big banking crash, the stock market crash and the real estate crash. You had places like Florida, places like Phoenix, Arizona, these places had just over-the-top asset value growth, uh, where it was really speculative growth. I mean, the real estate really wasn't going up in value as fast as it was going up in value. And, you know, there's nominal and real gains. And, you know, these were not real gains. They were nominal gains. They were there. They were occurring but they were not occurring because the value was actually going up. They were going because people were speculating. And so when you're in that kind of a market, there's that opportunity that, boom, it blows up and everything goes away and you lose money, large amounts of money in some cases. So he says he wants to stay away from those. Then he talks about depressed markets. And he says that depressed markets could be a good place to be, just like the upward trending. Depressed markets can start low and can trend upward very rapidly. But at the same time, he says, sometimes depressed markets stay depressed. Um, you know, you can turn a whole area around. For example, Michigan is one of these places where when the uh, auto industry crashed, cratered, and before the government bought it back out and got it, got it bailed it out, Whole cities were shutting down. Whole portions of cities were shutting down. Um, I mean, they were like whole neighborhoods that were boarded up. And he says, yeah, may, maybe there's some opportunity there to buy stuff cheap, but the problem is it may never go back up. And if it does, it might be 10, 20, 30 years before it does. And by then, you might have lost it because there's no cash flow. There's massive vandalism. Etc. Etc. He says so. He doesn't like those markets. So what he says he's looking for is the solid, steady growth, where the the market is solid. It's got good income to expense ratios, where people can afford to live there. It's a nice, affordable place to live. So it has plenty of job growth. So it's going to sustain the the employment market necessary to keep the thing growing. Uh, but it's not overheated. It's not because of some speculative thing like we just invented something. For example, Houston for years was driven by oil. 
and when oil went up to $150 a barrel or some crazy number, I don't know the exact highest it ever got, but it got up there in the hundreds, Houston was booming. I mean, secretaries were driving Mercedes-Benz. I literally mean that. I mean, you could be a like a third-level secretary, and you were making hundred grand a year if you worked for an oil company. It was just unbelievable. Then, not so much when oil dropped down to, you know, $25, $30, $40 a barrel. Boom, all of a sudden, you know, very large numbers of people were laid off. And in the past, Houston didn't have any other economy. Uh, that was the business. That's Oil was it. And so Houston would take a massive smashing when oil dropped. This last time, however, not so much. Houston never really took any type of a major loss. People lost jobs. There's no doubt about that. But our apartments didn't go vacant on us. I mean, we didn't lose occupancy uh, because the oil industry. Of course, maybe that's because most of the oil executives probably own their own houses. So there might have been, you know, a little sheltered from that there. But, you know, even the, the blue collar workers like the oil rig people and so forth, which you would normally that downline employment would get wiped out really didn't get decimated that much. So what this guy is saying is that, hey, he wants a city like that that can stand on two or three or four or five different industries that is going to be solid. And that if he can get in that kind of industry, he can get good long-term growth. At the same time, getting the five different types of benefits I talked about in the last segment, you know, that... Go ahead and name them off again. Captured equity, cash flow, mortgage pay down, normal appreciation, forced appreciation, and tax benefits. Uh, yet you get all of those in a sustained growth pattern that you can follow safely over a 10, 20, or 30-year period of time. That's his theory, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the theory, to be honest with you. It sounds pretty good. Now, he does go out and list the income and expense ratios necessary to maintain that type of growth. And he comes up with these cities and shows what that long-term growth looks like. And uh, so he named off a couple cities here, and I'll just go down the list real quick before we run out of time. Las Vegas is booming, 8% in 2016 growth and 11% in 2017. Sacramento, California uh, was 7%, went up to 10%. Uh, Minneapolis was 5%, went up to 8%. Uh, Ogden, Utah was 8%, went to 10%. Fort Worth was 9%, went to 11%. Durham, North Carolina went from 4%, no, 6% to 8%. Uh, Grand Rapids went from 8% to 10%. Portland went from 5 to 8 Boston went from 6 to 8 And Columbus, Ohio went from 7 to 8 So, again, his point is that these are sustainable rates of growth. They're good rates of growth, don't get me wrong, but in that not only are they good, they're sustainable. Uh, he goes on and says, these markets are neither depressed nor in a boom. And according to job growth and local economy is doing well. Home prices increase at a good rate in the past year and will continue to do so in the future based on the income expense ratio of the area. So there it is, folks. This is one man's ap approach to things, but I tend to think that this, he may be onto something here. I've never myself really thought about it in that context, but as I read the article, it made good sense. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're 
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. It's been confirmed the bus tour is sold out, so better catch it next year. We've got uh, still got some free tickets, though, if you want to get to the expo. Uh, we give you that website again if you'd like to go. It's wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. That's wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Uh, that is going to be on uh, Saturday the 14th. If you go to that website and you put in the promo code Dell Expo, you can get some tickets for free. The tickets are normally $20 a piece. So go on there and get yourself, your family, and your friends some tickets. Get everybody out there um, countless hundreds and hundreds of people I spoke to got their first introduction to real estate investing at one of these expos where you get a gigantic it's like it's like drinking information out of a fire hose I mean it's just everything about this business and what you're going to want to know who you're going to want to know to do it and you don't want to miss this you want to get out there so go to wealth and passive income expo.com put in that promo code dell expo and get yourself some free tickets for yourself your family and your friends all right bus tour again is sold out by the way the expo is going to be at the george r brown uh, in houston texas saturday the 14th that's this week you do not want to miss this Next article I thought was interesting was an article on says, how often do you lose sleep over work? Um, long article about a lot of stuff, but here's what it comes down to. The short and skinny of this is 44% of people, 44% of people are freaked out about their job and uh, can't sleep. They, they're nervous wrecks. They can't sleep at night because of their job. 44%. You know, you go, well, it'd be really interesting if it was 70 or 80%. No, no, no. That's almost half of all Americans do not like their job. Almost half of you out there. If you're riding in the car right now and you're listening to this, go, am I one of those half? Am I really, you know, not happy with my job? Uh, is my boss just a tyrant or is my work too long? Is there too much stress at my job? Do they require, you know, not a 40-hour week but a 50 or 60-hour week? Do they change my goals on me, you know, to where I hit my quota this year, they change my quota next year? Uh, I start making a lot of money and they change my sales territory on me. Uh, you know, think about it. They, they move me. They transfer me. They make me travel all the time. I'm away from my family. How many of these types of issues can you deal with before you wake up one day and realize you're part of the 44% that hate your life? You hate your job. I don't mean, I'm, I shouldn't be laughing about this, guys. It, it just it caught me when I read this article that 44% of people, because we talk about it all the time, you know, I'm always out here screaming, hey, people are living this life of quiet desperation. They don't even realize it. And, you know, when they interviewed these people, whatever 
hundred or thousand or whatever people they interviewed and found out that 44 percent of them. And then there was another 43 percent of the people that said, how often do you lose sleep over your work? And they said, no, not very often. But not very often is not never. <laughs> so you got 487 percent lose some sleep some of the time over their job. 44 percent lose sleep on a regular basis over their job. You know, this is just, it's amazing. 87% of people at some time or another don't like their job, are freaked out by their job, or overstressed out by their job. Man, it's hard to believe that we can live in that kind of society and survive. How much of that can you deal with before it drives you crazy, right? Interesting article. Got another one here. It's about how to flip houses. Have you always wanted to flip houses but don't know where to start? Here's 10 things you need to know about flipping houses. And I'll tell you one thing you need to know about flipping houses. Not 10. You only need to know one thing about flipping houses. Flipping houses is a job. And if you've got a job right now, you don't need another job. You need an investment. What you have to do to flip houses is go find people willing to sell their houses below the market price, then go find other people that are willing to buy them away from you as investments, and continue this process over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, the reason sales is a job, and that's what this basically is, is sales, is that you have to find a new victim every day. You can't steal the house from the same guy over and over again. You can steal it one time from the guy, and now you got to go find another guy to steal from. You can only find, you can only sell one house to the next investor, you know, and rip him off one time before he's going to realize, man, I paid too much for this house, and now you got to go find another victim. Flipping is the job of finding and locating and ripping off victims. That's what wholesaling is. That's why I don't like it. Can you make money with it? Yeah, but can you go to work and make money? It's the same thing. Can you get up and go to work? Now, here's what really gets me about it. Many people hear this midnight madness, late night, something or nothing, instantaneous, gratificationally diseased concepts on TV and radio. Only to think, wow, I hate my job, so I'll go do this. This will probably be fun, and I'll probably make a lot more money. No. Your job is just as fun as this, if not more, unless it's something really terrible. And secondly, you're not going to make more money doing this. You'll make more money doing your job unless you have menial, you know, minimum wage type job. You'll make more money at your job. Do not leave a good employed position to go flip houses. It's not worth it. When we're talking about investing, we're talking about buying passive streams of income that work so you don't have to. We're not talking about picking up a second or third job, working another 10 or 20 hours a week on a side job, or working at all at a job that doesn't pay unless you sell something. Straight commission job. How, how many times have I seen people come out of a salaried position and go into a straight commission job? And that's what this basically is, straight commissions. And by the way, the last part you need to know, that every moment or every dollar you make doing this is taxed as earned income. Do you understand that? You're getting taxed just like having a job. It's earned income, and you're paying the full boat taxes on it. So even if you do make more money than what you make at your job, you're getting taxed at a higher tax bracket if you did. So there you go. You don't make more money, you don't work less hours, and you still pay taxes. I don't think that's where anybody wants to be. So let's see you at the Expo this week, and uh, let's change your life the right way, building passive streams of income. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.